The following program is your wake-up call. Listener discretion advised. Welcome to the Progressive Union. I am your host, Dorian DeLeonardo, broadcasting to you from New York City. We report the news the corporate media ignores. Joining me for this hour, as always, is my husband and co-host, Tony DeLeonardo. You know, in all my years, I never saw a guy who kissed his own ass so much. Not even Muhammad Ali. That's right, you, Fat Boy 45, President Donald Trump. Amazing. We have been watching. I don't watching, even know where to begin. We have been watching, and I'm sure you guys have been watching uh, since we're all here in New York. You know, we're supposed to stay at home unless we're going out for essential uh, items like the food store or the pharmacy. Yeah, I had a friend that said he called up and he says he was going out for the apocalypse shopping. So I told him, stock up. He's going with his fiance. I told him, stock up on pasta and condoms. Oh, my God. And they said they forgot the pasta. But anyway, so uh, so we, you know, we've been watching. We normally would watch anyway uh, the pressers. We haven't any press conferences from the White House in like over a year. Maybe, maybe two years. I don't even know. It's been forever since you they know, had any press know. briefings. I don't know if... I think now it's every day. The press briefings make me more sick than COVID ever yeah. could. <laughs> there actually was a column in New York Times about that. Is the, is the virus worse than the management of the virus? So um, anyway, we have a president who, you know, likes to say crazy things like... I mean, I didn't write everything down because if I did, I would run out of paper and I can't go to... <laughs> I can't go to Staples because it's not... An essential uh, need. Well, we'll um, give, I'll give you some numbers before my wife begins. I mean, I have had to amend this list four times today. Today's uh, statistics the he's talking about. The last time I looked, globally infected, 304,528. Dead, 12,973. Recovered, 91,676. In the United States, 23,000 are infected. 295 have died. Right. Now, since yesterday's presser, that's 91 people that died since yesterday's presser. So in 24 hours, 91 more people died. Right. Half of those deaths, uh, half of those people infected, I'm sorry, are in New York State. We are, now we're considered um, a disaster. Uh, we're receiving disaster relief from the federal government. So that's where we're where we are, uh, California and Washington State. Um, I believe if it gets they're any, on their if way it gets to be any there. Worse, will be uh, 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 biohazard Chernobyl. <laughs> Don't say that. So Donald Trump, when he has these pressers, which it's so hard to watch because you know you want to listen to the actual experts. So you have to um, put up with him in the interim. You know you have to listen to him. And everything he says always, you know, they give him a list of stuff to say, but you know he always has to ad-lib a little bit. And he'll say stuff like, phrases like, we've been getting tremendous reviews. Like, he thinks his work is like a Broadway show. Uh, he, and, thinks and, he, he thinks he's P.T. Barnum. He, you know, he said the economy is going to come back like a rocket ship. That's, you know, is his big thing. Um, he called... Um, a reporter, uh, Peter Alexander, a bad reporter because he asked him a nasty question, which it was not a nasty question. Uh, he called Comcast Concast. Uh, he only really calls on John Robert 
from Fox News. That's what that guy's name is, right? In the, the yeah, front the, row. The gray hair he's always the in the front row with the gray hair. Um, he's very nasty to any woman of color that asked any questions. It could be black, Asian, Spanish. Well, I love the woman that asked him. She goes, name the company. Oh, are we calling people? Uh, the companies that are supposed to be. See, he tri triggered an act that allows him to say to a company, listen, we need surgical masks. We need masks. We need gowns. We need the, I don't care what you're doing. You have to drop everything you're doing and you have to do this for us. Okay. Now that is what happens. He is allowed to call up whoever he wants to call up and say, sorry, you're at my service and the American people's service. You need to help us. And that's it. He doesn't see it that way. He also doesn't see, he doesn't understand the role of the federal government. He's acting like the states are supposed to just take care of themselves. And maybe, you know, when he gets a chance, as he says, you know, when we really need it. When does he think we need it? Our hospitals here are full. There's no more room. We don't have any more room. Okay. In Italy, I don't want this to be depressing to everybody, but this is what's going on there. They're about double of the people infected that we have. They're about 50,000. And um, what am I watching? What am I looking at on Twitter? I get my numbers from there. I told you this two minutes ago. I will tell you guys in a second. But they have double of the infected people that we have. So what they're doing now, because they don't have enough ventilators, is they're choosing who gets one and who doesn't. So if you're not young and you have pre-existing conditions, and somebody else is young without them. They will unplug you. You're not, no, they won't even give you one. And without a ventilator, you're not living. So that's where we're going. We have no makeshift hospitals here in New York, okay? I don't care what anybody tells you, they're not here. They've, our Governor Cuomo, he, he's probably the best person to run for president, to be honest. Um, he, uh, and actually, I go to John Hop Hopkins, um, University of Medicine on Twitter, and you can see all the updated numbers. You can look at an interactive map. It's very, very good. Um, you get a lot of data there. So we don't have any of those things. People don't have masks. The doctors are they're washing them, which is not a good idea because they're. if you look at how they're dressed, that's how you know how catchy this stuff is because they're dressed head to toe, eye gear, you know, the shield over their eyes, they're covered head to toe. Yet they're telling us, no, don't wear a mask unless you're sick. Are you kidding me? I'm going to the food store at the crack of dawn. I am the only one with a mask. who's got a driver there? The mask in the house. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm, I'm going to be dressed. Around. I'm going to start walking around. Walking around where? With a burlap sack tied around my no. head with the one eyeball, one eye hole cut out like the elephant. That's not good. Like the elephant man. That's not going to help you. It's better than nothing. No, it's not going to protect you. Don't tell people that because they're going to go around doing stuff like that. I'm making a joke. Oh, we're trying to be funny? This is going to be hard. Saying. I know. It's going to be tough. So... Italy's got 53,578, and we have 25,493. Again, John Hopkins University of uh, and Medicine, they have a resource, and they have all the statistics. And it just keeps going. It just it, it changes. The total always clicks up. You watch it. You sit there, and you see, oh, now we're a different number because you just can't keep up. So do you have the last numbers for here in New York, Tony, that you jotted down this morning or this uh. afternoon? No, no, this is just United States. Oh, you don't have the local no, numbers. No. Well, I know we were up to like 22,000. No, no, we weren't up to 22,000. No. We were up to like 11,000, I think. So, and we knew this was going to happen, Tony and I, because we looked at each other and said, we're a very dense population. 
We're like 9 million people just in the city. We have a lot of different cultures. A lot of people travel different places. You know, we're in very close proximity to each other. Um, and we're a very social city. There's a lot of events. You know, people do. Uh, we just had an event. I do fundraising. I work for a non-for-profit. I've noticed. And we had a fundraiser I, right I before know, this started. I don't know. I might be pulling it out of this out of my rump. <laughs> but I've noticed that. Make sure you use a glove. <laughs> I've noticed that. Yeah, turn your head and cough, baby. <laughs> I have noticed that this disease seems to flourish in coastal areas near water. Maybe that's why Italy, it took off like crazy because Italy is surrounded by water. I don't know. I'm not it's... sure how, you know, what this theory is, but I'm looking at the map and I'm noticing coastal areas, the disease. We are in New York. We live on Long Island and it, we are surrounded by water. Mm -hmm. And now the numbers are taking off. California, California, Washington State, Seattle. This is just us. Like we don't have any scientific Florida. person behind this. But well, Florida doesn't. I don't think have that much. They I don't know what Florida's cases. number. Yeah, but I don't know what their number is. Not huge. But all right, we'll wait. Then that would be bad because there's a lot of older people in Florida. People retire there. There's a high. But the what are the all right? Like let me. Jerry Seinfeld said, "People come down here to die." There you go. Well, we don't want to say that, but. The thing is, is that the most important thing you can do is stay away from other people. It's really hard. Like, first of all, it's so hard to even get food delivery now, like as far as from the food stores, because everybody's trying to do that. So I would, my suggestion to you is if your local stores have early uh, opening for seniors, try doing that. If not, go to the next, like the first hour they open for regular folks, like go to the food store at 7.30 in the morning, like, or go very late at night. Try to distance yourself from others. Get only the things you need and get the hell out of there and make sure you have some protection. Yeah, don't forget my devil dogs. Oh, you're funny. Things. That's actually on the freaking list. Can you believe this? We're in a pandemic <laughs> and he wants devil dogs. You know that if I don't see the devil dogs jump out at me because I don't know this store because my favorite store is closing fairway that i love just in the middle of a pandemic my favorite you know what i'm talking about ladies the store you like where you could close your eyes and you would know where everything is i'm going to no man's land tomorrow i'm not really sure where everything is i grouped up my list categories and i'm going to be like on a game show like where they give you money to go shopping and i'm just going to go as fast as i can hand that debit card and say i'm out of here with my goggles my mask and my gloves and run the hell out of there after that man it's amazon baby and whatever whoever's going to bring us stuff we are going to be stuck here and probably talking to you guys a lot more so if you're bored and getting drunk and you don't want it we have lots of wine we we joined the new york times wine club again so we have we have like 20 bottles of wine lined up so our advice is just to stay home um be with your family Maybe do yeah, some projects. Stay away from this takeout food. Yeah, that's not a good idea. Make an omelet. Make yeah, yourself a bowl yeah. of soup. It's not a good idea. First of all, being somebody that worked in that industry for a long time, they go to work sick because that's not you have no choice, okay? So most of those people are going to be like, I need my job. And if they feel a little sick, they're going to go to work anyway, and they're going to be breathing on your food and making your food. It's just not a good idea, for goodness sake. Like Tony said, make a tuna sandwich, make an omelet. You'll survive. It's a f listen. Then what if it's three months? It's not. A, it's your house. Learn to eat two meals a day. Right. You can also go outside and get some fresh well, yeah, air. This America's going to be nice and skinny. Well, and get some exercise and take a walk. All right. So that's personal stuff. 
So now let's talk more about Trump and what they're trying to do. So I see Trump this way. He's, you know, the sciencey part, he's terrible at that. We know that. We're always looking for, uh, what's the guy's name, Tony? The, the short little Italian doctor? The doctor, Tony. Anthony. Anthony Fauci. He's Fauci. the guy that looks like Meyer Lansky. You're funny. So we're always looking for him. We want to hear what he has to say. He, he's very straight up. Gives us, you know, what we have, we need to know very quickly. He's sort of like Cuomo, you know. It's the Reader's Digest verbs version, and he gives it to you straight. Trump, he's like, I feel really good about that drug, you know. Let's pray for it. That's not a good thing to tell the American people because people will believe that just like what they told us. They told us, well, young people don't really get it. No, we're getting data that young people did get it. Some young people died from it. Babies got it. Little kids got it. They don't have all the data yet. The other countries, this is a very fluid situation. So you have young people. I know people. I see people walking around like buying stupid things for their apartment. Yeah, like today, a full-length length mirror. mirror. Somebody leaving our building or coming in coming with a full-length. with a full-length mirror. Yeah. So now COVID-19 has a nice new big eight-foot Petri dish to right, land on right. and, well, and breathe. Well, that lives on almost everything. That's another problem. So... There's just people like that. They're just crazy. So the younger people think, oh, we don't have to worry. But now we find that not only can they get it and become sick, um, because there's a lot of people actually here in our state, in our city, that are sick, that are y the younger side. The other problem is they could be carriers. And then they give it to somebody else who is not so young or has a pre-existing condition, which, by the way, almost everyone that's past the age of 35 has something going on. Uh, and we have a very uh, unhealthy, overweight country. Lots of diabetes. Asthma is huge in children. Here, forget it. The that, poorer you are they, here in New York, the more thing asthma. They told people to do stop smoking. Yeah, and that's very hard stop for people to do. Vaping. vaping. Now, I smoke an occasional cigar. Well, guess what? I haven't lit up in two weeks. And until this is all over, oh well. That's it. And I quit smoking cigarettes about 23 years ago. Thank God. So there's those mis misconceptions. So the best thing to do, like I said, uh, you know, I'm going to try my best to go as fast as I can, protect myself, stay away from people, and get the hell out of there. And that's the way you should look at it and just deal with it, okay? Um, so what does Trump think? Trump thinks that, you know what, I'll just throw some money at it. Now... He needs to provide money to the people. Now, there's a whole debate right now of what they're going to do. A lot of the money they're throwing is going to the corporations and the companies, which it should not. The money should go Airlines just... Airlines and cruise ships. Right, and other companies as well, not just them. Um, they should get zero interest loans, okay? They have um, assets and collateral, and they can get loans. The American people is another story. So now... I'm happy Trump is doing this stuff. Like, it looks like they're suspending foreclosures and evictions, a moratorium on both, um, sending cash directly, direct payments to individuals, which, by the way, the Democrats were against. The leadership of the Democratic Party was not for UBI, okay? But Larry Kudlow, who is a lunatic from the um, Fox News channel who now works for Trump, and Trump and all of their cronies, they like the UBI, the direct payment to people. Uh, the, you know, Chuck and Nancy are like, ah, oh, unemployment, we'll do that, you know, whatever. And, um, you know, we'll, they'll get sick leave and, 
you know, it'll be fine. So, and they also wanted to means test the money. They also wanted to do that. That was the Democrats. That was not Trump and his cronies, which is really unbelievable. So Trump is being more left than the Democrats. He's moving towards the socialism, right? And guess what? It's our money. It is our money. You know something? This country is becoming, has become a shady casino that never pays off. And the rest of us are like that bitter old lady or old guy sitting by a slot machine Feeding money into it hour after hour after hour, and we don't see anything no, coming back. Nothing except for uh, nothing. Lemons is lemons bad? You and you have to get get three of anything. Oh, win. three of anything. So, how much do I know about gambling? Anyway, he also suggested that if he does bail out these companies, he should have ownership of it. Like the government should have temporary ownership of them if we're going to give them their money. So. Think about, this is all socialism. All of it. I mean, this is the UBI. This is, um, what's his name? Uh, the guy that was running for president. Andrew Yang. Andrew Yang was, give $1,000 a month. They're talking about a little different numbers. So it's really Meanwhile, funny. Meanwhile, we're spending $3 billion a month in Afghanistan. For nothing. What's the mission? Does anybody well, know? Yeah. We don't know. And we've go, been there 18 years, 19 years. To the poppy fields and all the mineral deposits. 18, 19 years. We're almost up to retirement. So that's what's going on there. So that's going to be very interesting. The first bill they had, the first one, where they were discussing uh, what was on the chopping block or what was being suggested was for them to give us um, paid sick leave, which they didn't give us all that much, and uh, also to pay for the virus testing because, you know, there's people that, first of all, is the insurance company going to pay for it? And secondly, what if you don't have insurance? Who's paying for it? So those things were inside that bill. So these are the people that didn't vote for that stuff, okay? Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee, James Inhofe from Oklahoma, James Langford from Oklahoma, Mike Lee, of course, from Utah, Rand Paul from Kentucky, Ben Sass, it should be no you know, surprise to anybody who really like listens to the, the our show and is familiar from Nebraska. Tim Scott from South Carolina. What is wrong with South Carolina? And what's wrong with Tim Scott? Ron Johnson from Wisconsin. Poor Wisconsin. Right? They used to have Russ Feingold. They voted him in. Yeah, it's just well, I think they cheated again. That that's the Koch brothers state. So these people so there was like eight of them. I think it was 92 to eight, something like that. So I was amazed that that many Republicans voted the right way, even though it should have been more generous. Because you know what? It would have been political suicide. Because sooner or later, their constituents are going to be hurt by this, right? It's just going to keep growing. And some of the people in the red states are probably like, I don't believe this. It's a, it's a, it's a fake news. Trump says it's all under control. We're still going to go to our church meetings. Like people are breaking the law around some of the states. They're actually Louisiana. telling them, yeah, and they're just doing it anyway. You know what? Fine. You want to get die. sick? We don't get, live there. Drop dead. I mean, for goodness sake, you can't stay home. You can't. Can't they watch Joel Olstein like the rest of the America? Can't they just tune in? What is he going to do? The one thing I he's going to have to cancel the those uh, meetings. I can't stand about these press briefings is everybody that goes up there has to tell uh, the whole world. Trump is doing a great job. And then he goes up and especially Pence, horn. especially Pence. And the fact that he's a wartime president. No you're not. 
And I'm so sick of hearing this flattening the curve. Oh, well, those are the words that's that we his, have to hear now. That's his hairdo. Yeah. Well, the and new- not only that, the one last thing I can't stand, this invisible enemy garbage. You know what the invisible enemy was? Biden must have been up late one night and he saw an old episode with Adam West of The Outer Limits. There was an episode called The Invisible Enemy. It was about a sand shark picking off astronauts on a planet. Kind of like that movie Tremors. Then they were coming up out of the sand and grabbing people. Mm -hmm. That's what it was like. And you know what the shark looked like? Mm -mm. From the neck up, it looked like dead demon from The Exorcist. I swear to God. I showed you the picture, remember? Oh, my. I'm looking for my story about... So, all right. Um, and then we also saw Sean Spicer for about 30 seconds. He sort of looked like the Joker, Tony said, how he was dressed. I think he works for One American News now. I really don't know. He works for, for some outlet, and he was there, and he's he was square, all the way in the back. He's oh. a square-headed white guy, a nerd, trying to pre- dress like he's Prince. Well, it was only back in the, in the room, and I was just like, look who's here. So then also Trump wants to make sure that they don't do stock buybacks like they did the last time, like he was so surprised about that when he gave them their tax you know, well, on to your next story about the stocks. Right. Well, I haven't gotten there yet. So now it's really hard to have faith in anyone because we don't even we don't even hear from Joe Biden. That's been trending on Twitter forever. Hashtag where's Joe Biden? And, you know, we can add a few more people to that. We can add. Let me see. I had a list of people that are missing in action. And now I have to find it. Um, where is Bloomberg and Steyer? Mr. Steyer and Mr. Bloomberg that love this country so much wanted to be president and spent between the two of them like a billion and a half dollars. You know, isn't that sad? Think about that. That's on their own vanity projects. Yeah, that's a, that's another thing. All these ex-politicians that retire, the Al Gores and the Bill Clintons. Obama. And Obama. Bush. And George, I love America, Bush. Kerry, All starting out, nowhere to be seen. I said Gore. Oh, you did. Carrie. Where are you guys? Not this a is peep. your country, too. Not a peep out of any of them. So, Tony, you're getting a lot of messages Yeah, today. I know. All of a sudden, I'm popular. You got very popular since we've been... Uh, we've been, uh, I'm still waiting for the... Uh, stuck. The sexy panties in the mail. All right. Anyway. So, our new language, as Tony says, flattening the curve, self-isolation, self-quarantine, social distancing, distancing, you know, six feet away from people. You walk outside, people looking at you like, are you going to walk towards them? You walk across the street. Uh, Sheltering in place, which now we don't say that because that was for active shooters. That's another problem we won't talk about today. Um, So, um, these people are missing. Um... And we're relying on these people, these people that are our politicians. I feel like for our standpoint, I don't know about the rest of the country, how they they feel, but I feel like Andrew Cuomo has really been a leader. And, you know, I'm happy that he's our governor. And, you know, he's like some, I'm kind of like depending on him, you know, because the, the federal government's not helping us. So it's really all on him and our mayor de Blasio. That, that's that. I mean, our public transportation system, the MTA, is huge. We need fifty billion dollars to, to keep bail them afloat. out. Nobody is going on the trains. So they're asking the government for that. How quick do you think Trump's going to make sure the that happens? Story just came up. Believe it or not, in the New York Post, the majority of the New Yorkers infected are young men between eighteen and forty-nine. Now, being the New York Post, I'm not too sure about that. These are probably the guys that are out there vaping. So 
Let me go to this story about what their priorities are, okay? The priorities of the public official. Um, and it's not far from, we've mentioned this to you before, it's not far from the show. And if you haven't seen it, I suggest you go to Netflix after you listen to us and you look for House of Cards and you start binge watching. It's a great show. They don't care about the people, just like the characters in House of Cards. They care about themselves, what they are going to get out of the deal that they're in, the job that they have. That's what they're worried about. They're not worried about you. They're not worried about me. They're not worried about their constituents. I would say 97% don't give a crap about us. There's 3% out there like I'll say Bernie. I'll say for now AOC, some of the newer uh, Democrats. I can't think of anybody else off the top of my head, which is pretty sad. Um, So what were they doing? They were being briefed. Okay, so... On the 1st of January, so remember that the Senate, once again, is controlled by Republicans. So the chairmanship of all the of all the Senate, all their committees are Republicans, right? The ranking member. So on the 24th of January, there was a briefing about the coronavirus. And the person that was in charge of that committee was Senator Richard Burr, okay? And he... Uh, also on that committee was Senator Kelly Loeffner, Senator Dianne Feinstein, Senator Ron Johnson, Senator Jim Inhofe. So they were part of that committee and they were being briefed about how serious this situation was. Okay. They were being told just as the president was told. And he said, Pishaw, not interesting to me. Fake news, deep state, I'm not interested. Let's not, I don't want to do anything about that. Let's move on. Let me watch Fox News and Twitter, whatever he was doing. He didn't care. Alex Azar claims he ran around trying to tell people, please, the president has to listen to this. And once he heard about it, much like George Bush, 9-11, he was also briefed and there was a memo and he ignored it because there were no pictures involved. So once again, ignored. So... (laughs) This is just amazing. So instead of worrying about us, you know what these people worried about? They worried about their stocks because they realized how bad this was going to be and they realized that they better move their money quickly because of the imminent threat that this virus was going to have and what it was going to do. Without warning anyone. And they didn't warn us about the virus. They told us it wasn't a problem. They didn't tell us about it at all. But they worried about their money first because that is their priority. So the intercontinental exchange owner of the New York Stock Exchange and his wife, okay, his wife is Kerry Lawfer. So that means that he, is the, he works for the company that owns the New York Stock Exchange. And they sell, sold, he and his wife, who is a representative from Georgia, $3 million of their stock because she knew that this was coming. And the same thing was done by uh, Feinstein, Burr, Johnson, and Inhofe. Okay, they all did it. That's $10 million between all of them that they made sure a third party, that's how they defend themselves. They say, well, I didn't actually move it. And my husband, I'll do my best Georgia accent because she has long blonde hair. Her husband looks like he's a balding, fat guy. Okay, I don't even know how these two got together. Georgia, New York, I don't know. She, uh, but I didn't know because there's someone else that I don't even know what they're doing with my money. Yes, you're rich, 
So you have somebody that manages your money. That doesn't mean you called up and didn't say, listen, there's a disaster coming and I got briefed, so I want you to unload stuff for me. And that's what they did. That is wrong. Now, they hide behind the third party to make it illegal. But you know what? It's not just illegal. It's immoral. Because you cared more about your money than the health and the American people. It's a big asteroid that's coming at us. And you're not saying, let's get the people, the F out of the way. No, they just worried about their money, including Diane Feinstein from California, who represents California for decades now. Her husband is a contractor, too. He's a military contractor. I hate that thing. So now, Richard Burr, I can go even further about him. I don't actually have the story about Burr, but I pretty much know it from the top of my head. So Burr, after he was briefed, he went to a luncheon at some swanky club, Washington Club or Capital Club, I believe that's the name of it. And he was with constituents that I do in air uh, quotes because they were donors. And he sat with them and said, look, this, this is going to hit the fan. Better move your money. This is going to be likened to the pandemic of, when was it, 1918? 18. Okay, he, this is what he said. And how do we know this? Because NPR got a recording of him telling these people this. Somebody recorded it. So he had a lunch and he warned all these rich people, but he didn't warn the American people. And he didn't insist and go to the White House and say, excuse me, Mr. President, we need to start ramping up, you know, because we're going to have a problem soon. Nope, he didn't do that. He didn't talk to him about the data in China. He didn't talk to him about like what was, gonna, what was coming. He didn't care. So he just cared about his money. And same with all of these other people. So I think that's the scariest part of all this. It's not just that disease that we have to deal with, but we have to deal with the fact that these people that we are supposed to be represented by do not give a damn about us. They care about their donors and their money. And at the same time, the candidate for president that cares the most about the people, Bernie Sanders, is not going to be our nominee. And instead, we're going to have a guy that is a corporatist who has casted many bad votes in his history that have not been helpful to the worker or the American people. And he is going to be our nominee. And he is half senile. I mean, are we kidding me? Are you kidding me? No, they're claiming that if you say anything about Biden. Oh, you're making fun of his stutter. Right. It's a stutter. <laughs> he didn't stutter when he was uh, debating Sarah Palin. Or Paul Ryan. He okay. buried both of them so, very skillfully. I don't want to hear... We are not saying, we're not claiming it's because never. of a stutter. And we would never do that. You are too old. You know, Ronald Reagan went out when he was 78 years old mm -hmm. after doing two terms in the White House. This guy wants to go in. Listen, if we That's ever, kind of old, if we ever need a populist or a person that was looking to bring more socialism into our country, this would be the time. Because right now, what they're going to do to bail you out and everybody out here is socialism, okay? Get it? And Got when, it? And guess what's going to happen? When this is all over, guess who's going to pay for it on the back end? We, we are. are. They're going to tell us we don't have money for this, we don't have money for that. So we have to take all the money back that we fronted you during this disaster. Yeah, this is You know something? I told good. my wife a couple of times, I would rather be in the middle of a zombie <laughs> apocalypse. And I'll tell you why. 
The zombies, you can see them coming. This, you don't know where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. And you just by the don't way, know where it's when from. Burr talked to his constituents that were his donors at that fancy lunch in that club, we only had 15 confirmed cases. And that's when Trump was up there saying, nah, nothing to see here. They're all going to go away. Nothing to see here. Now, we all know that that's not true, right? Didn't happen. Burr knew that that was not going to happen. All of these senators knew that that was not going to happen. All of these senators, with exception of Feinstein, they could have walked their butts to the White House, got an audience with him, and said together... Feinstein? She could barely keep her eyes open. Well, no, not Feinstein, but these are all Republicans. She barely looks like she can find her own office. They could have gone, grabbed some other senators, and said, you know what? Mr. Trump, we have to talk to you. We have a problem. This is a big problem. Yeah, isn't this the same clown that when Sally Yates went and told him about certain Russian... Uh, influences she, no well she didn't talk to Sally Yates and talk directly to the president but she tried to warn him yes he and didn't he care listen no you know because, why he's grumpy now because now for three years he's been floating around having his rallies now he actually has, has to, to work do something yeah, no. and oh he doesn't God. like it yeah he, he spends his days tweeting Fox playing News golf Fox News eating junk. They closed food, his club. They closed Mar-a-Lago. Eating junk food. Closed. Drinking twelve diet cokes. But as far as taking care of the American people right now, he's to the left of the Democrats. Just saying. I'm just saying. To the left of the Democrats. He doesn't know that. But all Trump understands is throwing money at a problem because he's a rich guy. Tony and I've been around these kind of people in different uh, in different ways. Let me ways. tell you something. When a rich guy throws money at you, they want it back in space. Mm-hmm. Now, I believe, as um, Robert Reichs has said, he's been on TV a lot. I'm happy to see them having him on again. Uh, he's the former labor secretary, and he's pretty progressive. And he's saying that we should not bail out the companies. They can get loans, zero interest loans. They have like assets and collateral. I mentioned this before. The people are the ones that need the money. And if you're going to send like $1,200 to somebody for a month, that's not going to do a thing, okay? No one's budget is $1,200 in a month. Maybe down south for two people or I don't know. But in many states like this one, that ain't paying for anything. With a three-sided trailer (laughs) and a three-legged pit bull. (laughs) You're funny. So that's just not going to... And a leaky steel. That's not going to help people. So, you know what? I wanted to talk a little bit about, to get off the coronavirus just for a minute, um, and you do need to unplug from the news once in a while or you will go nuts. So find other things to do and watch humorous well, let me, stuff. Let me, before we do that, I want to talk about the virus with this video that Bill Gates did in 2015. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot you had that. Go before ahead. we change the subject. Right. Now, I found this uh, video. It's a four-minute video. He talks about that our, our truest... The problem in the world is not going to be missiles. It's called, he called it microbes. And very little has been invested in this. And this is another thing that Trump is trying to get people to believe, that he was handed a faulty CDC system. <laughs> he like, he purged them. Okay, now he so. said whether it be Ebola or bioterror, we're not prepared. Well, we see that now. Okay, now the 1918 uh, virus killed 30 million people in 263 days. Now that was before air travel. Everybody moved around on train. Was it tra- uh, yeah trains and you know why that moved around so quick? Because of World War One. 
Well, and also people didn't have like all the things that we have now. Like the we we're, we have a better sanitation than we did then. Yeah. So uh, that's he, another issue. Uh, Gates claims that we do have the the tools to combat these problems: cell phones, satellite maps, advanced biology, and he says we should have active reserves like NATO if the problem ever crops up. Now, he also says we should have strong health systems in poor countries, medical reserve corps, a medical military tandem, and simulations of germ, something called germ games. Now, they had one of these in 2001. And according to Bill Gates, it did not go very well. Oh, jeez. Germs won. Why am I not surprised? People, nothing. Germs won, people, nothing. Okay, now he said that what we basically need is we have to invest more money in research and development for vaccines and diagnostics. Now, the last global epidemic, $3 trillion was lost. $3 trillion. Okay, I'm listening. So, he, I mean, this, is, this was one year before Trump took office. And he's alluding to the fact on national, on TV, that he was handed a faulty system, you know, <clears throat> read between the lines. Yeah, he's blaming Obama. Obama. <laughs> and now what does Obama do? He hides out and he counts his Netflix stocks. Instead of getting on national TV and saying, you're full of shit, don't blame me. I handed you a viable system and you chipped away at it because you're a cheapskate. Well, they were working on the vaccine. We said this in the last show. They had a grant. They were working on the vaccine two years ago for this disease. And Trump said, what do we need all these people, the CDC? We don't need this grant. Get rid of it. So they stopped doing it. We would have had the vaccine by now. And we wouldn't be thinking about we're going to have a lot of dead people. There's piles of dead people. I don't want to scare everybody, but if you watch, you know, BBC News, they're going to show you in Iran, Italy, there's piles of dead people. It's very scary. They don't have enough equipment. They have nothing to treat the disease with. Trump will tell you he thinks we have something. Yeah, you know, but one, it's not been tested. He says we got millions of masks. And the next, and then we this, don't have any. The states will have to get them on their own. That's what he says. He says one thing, and then he says another two seconds later. So look, I just saw something on my phone. Rashida Tlaib is trending on Twitter, so I wanted to see. She proposed a bill that would give everybody a U.S. debit card preloaded with $2,000, and the card be recharged monthly with $1,000 until one year after the corona crisis is over. So that should be also for also in addition to unemployment because that is not enough money. So now you're giving people some money to buy stuff, get food, pay some bills, and you give them unemployment. Between those two things, maybe they can cobble it together because they're going to have mortgage relief, debt for, you know, rent forgiveness and all these other things. Maybe the credit card companies should like not charge interest and to get your payments every other month. Like maybe they could do that. So I think that's a very good beginning. And, you know, there was another uh, hashtag that was uh, President Cuomo. That's, that's still, that's still um, trending. And honestly, I wish we could change our nominee and let it be Governor Cuomo and stop with this Joe Biden nonsense since we're not going to get Bernie. But Bernie really should be in the Senate and he really should be fighting for all the things we've been talking about because now we can see how vulnerable we are our safety net is really not good. So the next thing I wanted to talk about was um, 
Tulsi Gabbard. So Boo. that's sort of how we started our week, I think. Right, Tony? Was it Monday? Every day is now no, we don't leave the house. Right. So we don't know what day it is. What, what, Tuesday? I don't know. We have a lot going on in our lives, too. A lot of things happening. So we've been sort of busy sorting a lot of things out. So I was sitting here with Tony. We were having coffee. I wasn't even ready to functionally think yet. You know, you know how you get the cobwebs off in the morning. And all of a sudden I hear Tony, oh my God, are you kidding me? Like, and I'm like, all right, I can't. Because it was a little bit more, you know, it wasn't like a Trump thing. I don't know what it was he was looking at, but he was really freaking out and could not verbalize, which is not usual for Tony. He verbalizes. So all of a sudden he finally says, Tulsi Gabbard dropped out of the race and endorsed Joe Biden. And I said, what? I said, who, which newspaper? Who's the, who's the source you have? I couldn't believe I thought it was fake news. I really did. I thought it was like, just, it couldn't be, you know, how could it? No, it turned out it was everywhere. And she did. And I said, this is insane. You know, it was just such a sad day. Like we're dealing with all of this, right? We're stuck with this moronic, carnival barker as a president we're all worried about our health and our lives right bernie the campaign is not it's not happening folks i mean i just don't it's it hit an iceberg it's not happening i mean i want to vote for him here in new york who knows when we're going to have our primary i don't think it's going to be in april but you know but we you know we like tulsi we've been we've advocated for tulsi we've donated to, for tulsi and i said how in the possible could this happen? So I've heard many theories online. Nobody really knows why. And Tony, and I have discussed it. We said to ourselves, if if Tulsi and Bernie had a falling out, because he really didn't have her back through any of this campaign, all the things they said about her, I get it. And if that upset her, then she could have stayed, like Tony and I discussed it, neutral. She could have don't she could have endorsed nobody what what upsets me about Tulsi Cabot nobody goes on and on and on about all the regime change wars and blah 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 I'm in the military I see what goes on and then she endorses a candidate who's a warmonger I know that's what annoyed me. Yeah, it, it's a polar opposite of what her me? core values are that she talks about all the time. And I do believe she believes all that. And then the funny thing is, like Tony said, he goes, the establishment that she put gave the finger to, and rightly so, and she endorses and nominates Bernie for president in front of the DNC, right, as she's giving them the finger, and rightly so. And then she says Bernie is her friend, okay, now, whatever, and then you turn around and the establishment that destroyed your reputation said you were a Russian spy, all these stupid things that they've said about you, attacked you, left you out of the debates, treated you like garbage, you run back to them and you endorse Joe Biden? Tulsi, do you have Stockholm Syndrome? What is wrong with her? These are the people that have been needling her and destroying her. She could have just Not done nothing. That, I don't like the fact that she's been going on and on for about, but yet she never leaves the military. Mm. I'll never forget the well, time. Well, that's a secondary thing. We never I'll had a never, problem with listen that. Listen to me. I'll never forget the time when they had that soldier in the end zone of the Super Bowl. His name was Sal Junta. And they put him on parade like a show pony. Yeah, they do that a lot he now. was a Congressional Medal of Honor winner. He did not look like he wanted to be there. He looked like he wanted to get out of there. And they said, well, what are you going to do next? 
He said, I'm done with the military. I'm going back to college. Because he saw too much. He went through too much. And he didn't want anything to do with it. And he went back to school. I guarantee he probably has not even looked at that medal since. I'm sure not. Um, oh, this looks very good. So it was very disappointing. Um, you know, it, it was a, it's been a very disappointing few weeks, right? You know, the, what's going on in the election. I do believe they also... Um, there has been voter suppression and so forth. I don't believe Joe Biden handily won. Yeah, all you're of not going to tell me Joe Biden, who is finishing fourth <laughs> in the white states, all of a sudden, lily white ones shoots to the top. Okay, so this is breaking not news. Happening. This is in the Hill. I'm just seeing this now. So much is going on. Sanders raises over two million dollars for coronavirus effort. Bernie Sanders' campaign said Saturday morning that he raised more than two million dollars in the last 48 hours for several charities that are working to combat the coronavirus in the United States. Money raised will go to No Kid Hungry, One Fair Wage Emergency Fund, and Meals on Wheels, Restaurant Workers Community Foundation, COVID-19 Emergency Relief Fund, and the National Domestic Workers Alliance. Um, so it's really amazing. So they got 50,000 donations from Bernie supporters. So this is what Bernie brings to the table. Bernie can make things happen. That's why, see, he didn't articulate this enough. Every time they said, how are you going to pass this? And, you know, how are you going to pass Medicare for all? How are you going to pass free college? Because nobody in the Senate, they're not going to vote for it. Even some Democrats vote. You know how he does it? He turns to his supporters. He goes to the different states. He has a rally just like Trump does. And he says, he's said that he's going to do this. I come to my people and say, people, do you want this? Yes. Can you call your senators? Yes. And all of a sudden, the, the drumbeat happens and they realize, you know what? I want to keep my job. They go do a sit-in at their office. They, you know what I'm saying? They just, they make it happen by going into the public, just like Roosevelt used to do this kind of stuff with his, you know, radio announcements. That yeah, is the, how... The, uh, the fireside Yes, chat. that's how it happened. And Bernie has that power because people come to see Bernie and people know that he is sincere. Yes, he's a curmudgeon. Yes, he's an old guy. But his message is a good message. And we can see now how fragile our country is. Tony was reading to me today that people that are getting treated for the coronavirus, the bill is like 35000 You don't have insurance? How are we going to pay that? What if your insurance, the shitty plans that we have out now, doesn't pay all of that? How are you going to pay it? You don't even have a job now. I mean, we don't have a good safety net. We need at least that. At least that to at least be able to live and have somewhere to go. They're going to have to expand everything. And I believe that we are going to end up, whether we get a Democrat in office or not, all the things we need and want because we're going to have to. Because they're going to have no choice but to do it. Because people are going to be at the balls of their ass. That's what they're going to be. So you're going to have to have free college available. You're going to have to expand Medicaid. You're going to have to expand the Affordable Care Act. You're going to have to think about Medicare for at least up to 50 years, 50 years old and older. You're going to have to think about UBI because you're not going to be able to function. We're going to have to start over, friends, and we're going to have to embrace socialism because it's the only thing that's going to save us. I'm hoping that somehow things turn around. I'm hoping that somebody comes to Trump and says, you have to pull every trigger that there is to help the states 
because we can't do it our own. Keep safe. Stay inside if you're told to. If you don't feel good, stay at home. Um, I don't know. I'm emotional. It's, this is a scary time. Stop that. <laughs> it's a scary time. I just want everyone to be safe who's listening. I don't want anyone that we know to be sick. Um, keep thinking positive. Yeah, Vin, yeah Vinny. Cute bayonet you got well, running <laughs> around with. I saw that little video. Um, be sure that... Um, you uh you know don't go visiting family members you're just going to put them in risk call them keep in touch with people try to do things that you haven't been able to do at home stuff you always say i have no time to do rest try to relax watch movies you never saw before read a book how about that yeah i got it i got a pile of books yeah tony loves to read he always has more books and i keep telling him when we do something, like we had to do a few things today, and I said, we have all the time in the world. There is no rush. And we'll do a lot more yeah, shows. Yeah, Burgess Meredith said that in the Twilight Zone. I have Tony. all the time in the world now. Then he broke his glasses. Tony. <laughs> Tony. Um, just do things that are good for you. Take care of each other. Be safe. Be careful. And we will see you soon because we're going to do a lot more podcasts. So if you're bored, you can listen to us. Um, Aloha, Tulsi Gabbard. <laughs> See ya. The Progressive Union has turned their back on you. Oh, Tony. See ya.